like he did back then. Well, why can't his followers, why can't we as Christian believers just heal other people with a word? Well, we have to remember that here Jesus, uh, or at least Mark here, is describing uh, what is happening. But he's not prescribing uh, something uh, that is normal to be expected. He's not describing uh, or prescribing a normal pattern for Jesus or his followers. And as you read on in the Gospels, it's very obvious uh, that Jesus did not come to be a doctor, uh, nor did he come to be Darren Brown, just some street performer. Because actually, the next thing we see is that Jesus hides from the crowds. He declares that his main priority is not to heal, but rather to preach the good news. And so Jesus' miracles were never sheer displays of power, but they always backed up his message. In John's Gospel, he describes Jesus' miracles as signs. They were always signs pointing to something. Um, Everything that Jesus did, all his miracles, were signs pointing to himself, who he is, and what he came to do. And so, yes, Jesus does still have the power to heal today. Um, Jesus, um, sometimes you do hear those stories where uh, somebody is miraculously healed. And Jesus, of course, he is powerful to do that if he wanted to. But that is not the normal pattern to expect. We are never promised good physical health now uh, in the Bible. If anything, we are promised suffering. (laughs) If we're followers of Jesus, Jesus guarantees that we will suffer in one way or another. Wonderfully, we do have certainty of full health, full restoration and perfect bodies in Jesus' future kingdom. And these miracles are a taster of that. Uh, Because here as Jesus heals and casts out demons, He is fleshing out what chapter 1 verse 15 means. It is a live demonstration that the kingdom of God has come near. It's a live demonstration that that the king has arrived, that he's bringing about his new world. It hasn't come fully, because sadly we still live in a world full of illness and disease, a world which still rejects Jesus. But one day every knee will bow to King Jesus. Every virus will be destroyed. Every ounce of evil will be purged from God's new world. So now Jesus' kingdom has come partially. Our sins can be forgiven if we turn to Jesus. We can already be part of God's family if we trust in him. The spiritual realities, if you like, have already come. But the physical realities, the physical blessings are still to come. But when Jesus landed on the scene back in the first century, the kingdom of God came in a special way uh, that pointed forwards uh, to that ultimate kingdom to come. And so in these healings, uh, Jesus was showing us a glimpse of the physical blessings that will come, a taster of a world where sickness and evil cannot survive, uh, a glimpse of what his kingdom will be like. Now, can I have a volunteer for this next bit? Somebody who is young and somebody who isn't picky about their drinks. Daniel, you're in. Okay. And most importantly, have you, you haven't drunk this drink before, have you? Okay. Now, imagine one day you come to church or to youth group. We don't actually service at youth group, so I'm sorry if that's disappointing. And you see what is this wonderful, beautiful-looking drink that you've never drunk before. 
and you're not quite sure um, how good it is. You're not quite sure whether you'd actually want to pay your own money to, 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 to drink it. Um, so have a little taster, see what you think. It, it, it looks very purple. Um, but, um, it is one of my favorite drinks, just to say. Now, would, the, the big question is, would you spend 59p to buy this drink? Or, what, what do you make of it? What, what is your verdict on is, that, is it good? Okay, out of 10? 7 out of 10. That's, that's better than my friends. I once bought this to, uh, to, to a few friends' house, and, and, and both times I got shot down. So clearly it's an, <laughs> it is an acquired taste, but um, that is the correct answer. And would you spend 59p to buy, to buy this can? But yes, okay, very good. Well, you can have the rest of it afterwards if, if your parents allow. Um, cool, great. Thanks so much. Do take a seat. Um, the point is, you know, Nathaniel had never drunk that drink before, um, but after having a little sip, a little taster, um, he, 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 got a, he got a taste of what the, the rest of the drink would taste like. And I guess you may have been to shops where they have these free food sampling stations where you can try a bit of it before actually buy a thing. I, um, I, I, I grew up in Hong Kong where there were, lo- there were lots of food courts with those free food sampling stations, which me and my brothers used to love because we just w- run around the whole um, supermarket trying bits of fish ball or chicken on, on the end of toothpicks. Um, and the point is you try a bit of it before you buy the whole pack. Um, you try a bit of the taster, w- which tells you what the rest of the pack is going to taste like. And I guess in a similar way, Jesus healing a whole city full of sick people and casting out many demons, it was a taster of his kingdom. This is the kind of kingdom he's bringing about, a kingdom where sickness and evil have no place. Now, Jesus has a lot more to say about himself and his kingdom, which is why you've got that weird bit at the end of verse 34 where Jesus doesn't permit the demons to speak about him, which comes up again later on in the gospel. Uh, But the point is Jesus doesn't want people to hear about him secondhand from demons uh, because Jesus uh, wants to show people who he is and what he's come to do on his own terms, in his own timing. He doesn't want people to get a skewed picture of who he is secondhand from the demons. Perhaps you're here and you're not sure about Jesus. Well, can you see that Jesus is the only one who has the power to bring about such a glorious kingdom? So why would you not want to follow such a king who has demonstrated that he has absolute power over sickness and evil? In a world plagued by chronic fatigue and cancer and debilitating injuries, don't you want a world free of those things? Don't you long for a world where pandemics and wars cannot exist? Well, only in the Lord Jesus do we have a certain hope that such a kingdom is a possibility. Chapter 1, verse 15, today Jesus says to all of us, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. If you are a follower of Jesus here, then we too need to keep repenting and believing the good news. Our hope must not be in this world, but in a new kingdom 
that Jesus will bring. Perhaps we're struggling with mental health or the failing health of our aging parents. Or perhaps we've heard of a devastating diagnosis. Well, what a comfort it is to know that sickness and evil has no place in Jesus' kingdom. Those things cannot survive in Jesus' kingdom. And we can be sure of that. Because Jesus has already given us that taster, that glimpse of his kingdom to come, of his power over sickness and evil. You may have heard of a lady called Joni Erickson Tada, who was an American girl who, who broke her neck in a diving accident when she was only 17. She became paralyzed from the neck down. And it was heartbreaking for her and the family because she was very sporty, very athletic. But years later, uh, this is what she wrote as a Christian believer. And she says, Suffering makes us want to go to heaven. Broken homes and broken hearts crush our illusions that earth can keep its promises, that it can really satisfy. My hope of running through earthly meadows and splashing my feet in a stream will never come true, but it will in the new heavens and the new earth. My dream of hugging a loved one and actually feeling his or her embrace will never come true. But it will when we stand together before Jesus. So for Joni, even though she couldn't move or feel her arms or her legs, she has real hope because she knows that Jesus has complete power over sickness and evil. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again, it was game over for death and disease. Jesus has struck the killer blow to the powers of evil and death. And we see the evidence of that in these healings on earth, but ultimately in his victory over death itself as he rose from the grave. Why would we not want to follow this king? Why would we not want this kingdom? Because only in Jesus' kingdom will sickness and evil finally conquer. Just as we close, it might be helpful for us to think about how we pray in response to sickness and ill health. I guess our natural instinct, and certainly my natural instinct, is to pray for God's healing. And that is a good and natural prayer to pray. But I don't think it's actually the best prayer to pray. Because perfect health is not what God wants most for us, as painful as that can be. We've been seeing in the Lord's Prayer these last few Sunday mornings that our priority in prayer should be that God's name be hallowed or honored, that his kingdom would come, that his will would be done. So what is God's will? What does God most want for us? What will bring him most glory? Well, all over the Bible, we see that he wants us to love Jesus, to live for him, to to be like him. Romans chapter 8 says that God orchestrates everything in our lives to make us more like Jesus and ultimately to get us home safely to be with Jesus. And so while it's it's right and good uh, to ask God for healing, we, we must not stop there. But like Joni, we must ask and trust that God will use whatever illness and suffering to make us more like the Lord Jesus, to make our hearts ache more for him, to make us long for the perfect kingdom 
that he will bring about. And that's a really hard prayer. It's a painful prayer to pray. And I I struggle with that myself. But it is a prayer that we can be sure that delights to answer. So why bother with Jesus' kingdom? Well, there is no better kingdom to be a part of. It is the only place which is sickness-proof. It is the only place where evil will never raise its head. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this taster, this glimpse of the new kingdom that Jesus is bringing about. Thank you that in that world there will be no sickness and evil. Thank you that we have absolute assurance of that. We pray you strengthen us as we uh, struggle and as we um, walk through this broken world, and we pray you'd fix our eyes on that glorious uh, kingdom to come. It's real hope and uh, uh, real joy and assurance of, of that world to come. In Jesus' precious name, amen.